Hello and welcome to the Coda podcast. This is on Steel Magnolias. I'm Thomas Skinner and I have here the director David Sanders. Hello. And one of the actresses, Sarah Gordon. Hello. Hello. Right, we're going to start with the first vision of the play. I believe the committee approached you. Uh, they did, yes. Yeah. I was terribly flattered. Um, Sasha, who was chairman at the time, um, I think because she wanted to really, really plan ahead. Um, and she asked me to choose some plays and the one that she named was Sion Magnolias mm. and I went around and found some others as well I can't remember what um, <clears throat> and then um, yeah she asked me if I'd be interested in directing it that was a Sasha Cherry yeah it was on the, yeah I think I was on the committee with her at the time oh right yeah because yeah. I was the, uh, <coughs> the the end of the Covid process where we were just sort of I think Still Magnolias was another one of the um, uh, the female roles idea because post uh, 2019 with um, the producers we had a lot of a dearth of female roles and a lot of male roles mm. and we had some members saying you know this that and the other yeah. one more female roles and that went to Little Women and then escalated to Still Magnolias where yeah. so Little Women obviously had mostly female roles and Still Magnolias just Completely six females women, yeah. yes yes even through, uh, yes, <laughs> some males did attempt to audition, yes, yes. but uh, oh, no, he didn't yeah. try to audition. He, he came to the meet and greet. Came to the meet and greet. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so the meet and greet that would have been this is the start of twenty twenty two. Yes. Thirteenth of January. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Do, do we remember? Cause this was uh, over a year ago now. I'll be honest. Mm. I don't remember it. Mm. It was uh, we had it was in St Peter's room, wasn't mm, it? Yeah. Um, and I think we had a couple of people dialing in through Zoom because we were still sort of post COVID. Mm. Uh, but no, it was a, it was a, a nice little turnout, and I think it's always helpful when you're doing a play that there has been a film of, mm. because ah. there is kind of a general level of awareness, and especially when it's a film like Steel Magnolias. Um, I mean, the story is just amazing anyway, but the original film with star-studded cast, a hell of a lot to live <laughs> up to, to be fair. Um, <clears throat> and obviously the film is different to the play because in the film you get to see all sorts of different places. And different people as well. Yes, and yeah. different pe- and some men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas in the play, it's all in one place and just the women. So it's a lot to, a lot to carry, but yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's extremely well written. Mm. Um, so it, the script, the script. The script. <laughs> the script <laughs> is a gift. <coughs> yeah, I've just invented the word. It's a yeah. script. Um, it, because the lines in it, the the, the yeah, just the warmth. The, literally the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and I remember um, when I was asked to write the program notes, I did a bit of research on it, and the chap who wrote it, uh, Alex Harland, was it? Um, he didn't intend it to be. A comedy, but it, when it was performed in front of audiences, all the all the one-liners, all the jibes, got mm. laughs, and he realised it. Okay, this isn't a drama; it's a comedy drama, um, because people. It was in New York when it was first performed, and it was set in the Deep South. Yeah, um, and all the all the New York people found it extremely funny the way all these women were talking to each other basically taking the piss of each other or piss out of each other all the time um, he didn't realise it was funny because that's just the way the women around him was he was growing up spoke 
That's really interesting. Mm. I, I didn't didn't know about that about the play. I mean, yeah. Only when I go back and think about it, because you know I sat through doing the crewing on it for what five five shows or six or whatever it was. Um, yeah, they, they, there's no laughter. There's none of them like having jokes. Exactly. It's all very serious and there's sort of emotions on you know rawly betrayed. But there's no laughter. It's all the audience laughing at what's going on. Because exactly. Because yeah. of the. How funny like the with the dog and Rex like attacking mm. people and yeah. like them at the time they're just like it's just real mm. and serious but everyone's looking at it like oh, he's got a scruffy little dog with no hair attacking mm. someone who's got yeah. he's got a gun <laughs> yeah. you know it's mm. oh. <laughs> it's good fun yeah mm. so got the vision got the mm. play we've got the, the the committee behind you and gone to auditions we had a we had a new members a week before mm-hmm. I don't remember too much about that and then we had auditions on the 27th and the 30th so that would have been like a Wednesday and a Sunday mm-hmm. were, were we planning on just doing one shot because having one on Sunday was a, an interesting choice I don't remember mm. um, I think we've, we've always done two in case you put one date in and people can't make mm. it mm. and also if if you need to do sort of a re-audition um, or see people playing against each other which yeah. I don't think we did in this production, no. but sometimes in other productions you just need that. Mm. Will they work? Yeah. With a smaller yeah. cast as well, that <coughs> is seriously important. Yeah. And if you've got you know, 20 roles and some massive musical, you're not really playing off each other, you're just no, doing exactly. your own thing yeah. or you're mm. following the dance routine. But when you've got two people in the room for the whole thing, it's like, yeah, yeah they've got to have the chemistry. Mm. Mm. Well, that's that was a real gift as well, the fact that certainly three of the cast were already really 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 good friends anyway mm. um, and I think everyone vaguely knew each other at least I don't think there were any strangers um, well for me it was my first time working with Zara and B. Mm. oh of course yeah no, Zara was a new member wasn't she yeah Yeah. so I think it, what was really lovely for me as, as part of the cast is just as you say obviously there were three of us who knew each other extremely mm. well beforehand um, but actually it was a really close-knit cast I think possibly mm, yeah. partly due to the nature of the show absolutely because everyone is on stage most of the time mm. yeah uh, and so everyone was at every rehearsal and it's quite it's quite emotionally raw in places and mm. I think when you get that kind of play it does encourage people to sort of bond mm. Yeah, yeah, very much together. Yeah, when you um, cry in front of someone for the first time, it breaks something. It's like yeah, it's suddenly you realise that your person's a human and not just a faceless yeah. stranger. You're like, oh okay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a soul behind there. Yeah. And you always know it's a really well written play when even in rehearsals you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think I pointed this out, but before we started recording, but the previous play, Little Women Overran. So there was a bit of a, a crossover between that sh- show week starting, uh, finishing. Cause mm. that, that show week was the 22nd, and we had a, the meeting greet on the 20th. So people were literally doing a play while there was a meeting greet happening. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I remember in the committee at the time, we wanted to make sure, I mean, we don't assume everyone's going to go from one play to another, but we want to have the opportunity. Because yeah. we don't want someone to miss out on something just because we overran or some admin problem. Anyway. And that came to fruition because we got B and Tonya coming from the previous play mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. So you've got you three musketeers, you know mm. each other so well. We've got two people from the previous play. 
and they've got the new member of Azara mm. coming in. That's such a lovely mixture and a lovely combination mm. of yeah, people being, what's the word, like solid, mm. you know, knowing what they're doing, having that connection, being happy about where they are, and mm. that everyone, confidence, having the yeah. confidence that everyone's going to come up there and do what they need to do and can support each other if something goes wrong. That was, um, and yeah. I think we're particularly grateful, I think, having Zara as the new member because obviously this involved accents from the <laughs> South. Yeah. And she has family there and was able to give us some really clear direction. And actually, she kind of set the standard, mm. didn't she, yeah. in the first rehearsal? So she was voice She, she was mm. straight in with appropriate accents. And the rest of us had to work a little bit harder. <laughs> um, but the feedback, by the end of the process, the feedback from the audiences was that our accents were really authentic, mm. which every, I think it, is it, the best you can hope for. Yeah, and everyone sounded the same as well. Yeah, so because we came from the same neighbourhood. Exactly, you know? because at the beginning, everyone had slightly different accent, but by the time the show was performed, everyone sounded exactly the same. Mm. Mm. That's impressive. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can't underline that now enough how much mm. I can't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, some professionals can't do that because yeah, we, obviously we went to see a production. Um, and I know this is very bitchy of me to say, and I shouldn't say this on the podcast. Right, I've stopped um, recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we went to see um, a professional production of Still Magnolias, yes. um, professional touring production. And although a couple of the characters were very good, there were a couple who, despite, according to the programme, having a, a professional dialect coach, were nowhere near mm. the accent mm. that, that I think we managed to achieve. Um, so I, I think we were particularly proud of that. Yeah. And the other thing, of course, is in the professional production, there was one scene in particular, wasn't there, in the play, what you called the juice scene. Mm. Oh, yeah. And that was a nightmare, and we used to mm. have to rehearse it again yeah. and again, and David would say, okay, should we just run the juice scene? And we go, oh, no, <laughs> the juice scene. And when we went to see the professional production, they mucked it up, and I just sat there and went, ah, they got the juice scene wrong. We got it right. <laughs> the juice scene is a scene where the, the diabetic in the play has a hypo. Yeah, she goes into mm. And it's all emotional and raw, and secrets come out, and mm. then you have to try and, they're doing a bit of medical stuff on stage to try and get bring her back. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a very intense it's scene. Very fast-paced, very exactly. repetitive, yeah. some of the lines as well. So you have to know it inside out, upside down and backwards, yeah. and they didn't. didn't. To be no. fair to them, it was at the start of their run, I believe, the production that we saw. I think so it was the first a, night. Yeah, yeah a, couple of, a couple of shows in, maybe their nerves would have settled and they yeah. would have got up to our standard. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't something you expect to say of professionals. No. Yeah, true. I, I remember at the yeah. half-time we had, um, well, the, mat, the interval of the show, because mm. I was there as mm. well, they had people recording, wouldn't they, with the camera? Mm. And what do you think of the show? And we're like, well, they skipped a scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They missed. A, they missed a key piece of dialogue. Uh, probably not the best people to interview for yeah. promotion. I was very glad they didn't ask me because mm. um, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we you all know that, we all went. We can't say anything. Well, the first night. Obviously, we we all know if if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at yeah. all. But obviously, or the line from the show. Nice to say, like, come and sit by me. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favourite lines in the show. <laughs> so I think we strayed into our, into rehearsals. Yes. And then um, what days were those? Those were. Um, did you do them together? Um, or was it a, a split shift? Because sometimes people just do it like a Tuesday and a Wednesday, and then. No, I think. I think we we did 
I think we did Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. So not Tuesdays and Thursdays then. Yeah, Mondays and Wednesdays and looks like every other Sunday for quite a while. We did. Yeah. We, we went into Sundays quite quickly. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it, it's that sort of it's that sort of play because of the way it's presented it's just four scenes and mm-hmm. they're fairly long. You need everyone there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also because B had to be a hairdresser as well. Yeah. So uh, B needed to get the script needed to be off book mm. as soon as possible. And they were very mm. early on. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think um, earlier than usual in rehearsals, yes. we got some rollers and mm. yeah. curlers and you know hairbrushes and wigs yeah. and yeah. all sorts of things because there is a lot of business. There is a, <laughs> a huge amount, a huge amount of business. Um, and, and B I got even recipe practiced. cards and things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah B practiced on a wig at home. I think. Mm, yeah, uh-huh. they did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right. So we've um, introduced, mm-hmm. had auditions, we've done our rehearsals, everyone knows their lines, everyone is now a hairdresser in a southern accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show week. Yes. Yes. Get in. The get in was not difficult because it, it's a very simple set. Mm. Um, and I lucked out fairly early on um, because we hired the the set. Or rather, it wasn't really the set; it's just all the stage furniture mm. from another company mm. who had put the play on a few years previously, and they kept it. They kept everything, and then anyone else who was performing that play, you just get onto them and. and and rent the rent the whole thing, just a few hundred pounds. I think they charged us. Mm-hmm. They were very reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Michael hired the van, and you guys went down and. Yep, unloaded it. It was just it was on someone's up. house. I don't mm. know where they store it normally. If it is in that person's house, but yeah. it was just like that terraced house somewhere. We mm. just lugging sinks and various bits of paraphernalia in and out. Mm. I think um, one of the Coda members had a lot of hairdressing Hazel, stuff. Well. Yeah, Hazel, yeah, Hazel. Yeah, mm. she is a, or is or was a beautician. Yeah. Um, so she had a lot of other bits and pieces that mm. you find in a in a hairdressing salon. Little plastic um, shelves and things. Exactly, and just, just to make it look and, that yeah. little bit more authentic, and all yeah. the and all the nicely rolled up towels. Yes, she <laughs> she was the expert in showing us how to roll towels yeah. properly, <laughs> because they've got to look nice, especially in Truvy's salon. She would not have towels lying around. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and we had uh, a working. Um, sink shower hair 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 wash Water, yeah, thing, spray yeah. thing which I set that up. we ended up not using I <laughs> no I put all the effort I like, <laughs> used to just play with it when I was on stage yeah. doing the tech rehearsal because like oh, but interestingly I was looking in the professional production and they didn't have mm. any water being used either mm. yeah. it was all faffing around with the towels yeah. over the hair to make it look <coughs> like it had been washed it adds a level of complexity doesn't it and the wet hair and you've exactly. got to go to the next scene Precisely. and you've got wet hair and then yeah, yeah because um, Sarah she, I think she had a wig didn't she yeah. and she said it, it, it can't have that wig getting wet because I've got it in the next scene mm. like two minutes later yeah precisely there's no time to blow dry in between no, that's right. <coughs> so when it ended up not using the water but it didn't matter it really isn't a problem yeah. I think audiences are sophisticated enough to realise why there is an actual water coming out of that spray thing. Mm. In, in hindsight, if I realised that ahead of time, I might have got two duplicate wigs. 
and then we could have just like whoop whoop. It, no. no, with wigs you can't just whoop whoop. No, <laughs> no, there's no whoop whooping. There's, no. there's okay. hair grips <laughs> and all sorts of things, and checking it works. You can't do a quick change with wigs in the wings. I mean, I I I ended up not even being able to do wigs because I have a huge head, and actually I cut my hair for the show yeah. because. Uh, Clary has to go from slightly longer hair to shorter hair in between scenes mm. um, and because I couldn't make the wigs work I had my very long hair cut to kind of just below shoulder length and we kept the I got the hairdresser to keep the off cut so we could use it as Shelby's oh, yeah. hair as a prop so my real hair was used as a prop in the show <laughs> um, I sprayed my hair grey and I got one of those clip-in ponytails for the bit where I've got longer hair, sprayed that grey as well. And then it was a question of just whipping the clip-in ponytail off between scenes. And hey presto, magic haircut. <laughs> so that's a whoop-whoop that you can do. That's a whoop-whoop. But wigs, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> Clip-in's fine. <laughs> How was the, the first night when it, the curtain went down? And I enjoyed it hugely. Yeah. I had a couple of beers and uh, laughed at the funny bits. And it's it really, really good audience the first night mm. as well. There was a very long scene change into, I think, Act 1, Scene 2, which is Christmas. Mm. And I remember Charlie leading the sing-along to all the Christmas songs. <laughs> 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 by, the, uh, by the end of the scene change, the whole audience was, I forget which Christmas song it was, but the whole audience was singing along to it. Oh, that is <laughs> oh, <that's> lovely. <laughs> <laughs> right. So show week? All done. Mm. Yeah. After show party. All packed up, got out. It was the yes. office, wasn't it? The it was. Oh, and we had a cuppa, cuppa, cuppa. Yes. And I, I watched everybody else's reaction to trying cuppa, 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 mm. and uh, very wisely, I think, yeah. chose not to have any. Which, if, uh, any uh, anyone who's listening who doesn't know what cuppa, cuppa, cuppa is, it's a cup of flour, cup of flour, cup, cup of, of sugar, sugar, and a cup, cup of fruit, fruit cocktail yeah, with, with the, the juice. juice, and you mix it up and you and bang it in the oven. oven and bake it till it's golden bubbly. Yeah, <laughs> it was particularly unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. Well, only because yeah, it, it was. Um, I think it should be demerara sugar. Who made it? Than, who made I think it? was it Becca. Becca made mm. it, but she had and she done if she's listening to this I'm sorry yeah. Becca it was it was rank <laughs> it, it, it tasted nice but the but I think because she'd used the fruit cocktail in syrup not uh, in yeah. juice so there was too much sugar extremely mm. sweet yeah. yeah but it tasted good but the other thing that we had which was phenomenal and Tom is far too modest I'm sitting here on my hands not saying anything is um, the the bleeding armadillo (laughs) brooms cake (laughs) with grey icing icing. and as one of the characters said I'm not even sure how you go about making grey icing (laughs) so you'll have to tell us how do you make grey icing well the day before opening night or like the the day before the cake was Mm. required to like the after show party um, I had the day off I always take. I try to take holiday off as much as possible, so I had mm. a few hours. And I mean, I wanted to do it. I had the drive to do it. And I was like, I can't make all these cakes and get them cooled and all the rest of it in like two hours. I've got to do this, but I want to make it happen. Mm. So me and Katie just nipped down to Tesco's and went right. Where's the red velvet cake? Mm. Found a whole bunch of red velvet cakes, 
Um, they didn't do grey icing because of course nobody sells grey icing <laughs> no. but it turns out what you do is you get a bit of black icing and white icing and you just mix it oh, right. so then you just put enough in to make sure it's that grey and I made yeah. it that lovely horrid grey like, yeah. like wet concrete kind of grey yeah. <laughs> and we just spent like 30 minutes 40 minutes cutting carving mm. moulding <laughs> shaping it to be armadillo is, and then covered it with a grey icing and then we put we had um one of those uh, like uh, buttercreams as well in mm. between yeah. to like glue it all together mm. like so that yeah red velvet buttercream the but with it being red velvet it. and being in the shape of an animal if you're ever making cakes his I would say please don't use red velvet because it does it does look like you've just killed like you're, <laughs> you're carving up roadkill yeah. the first cut and it's like bright red coming through like, yeah. but so there's there's black icing you get black icing was that, was that for funeral cakes. Um, uh, it was food colouring colouring sorry black food colouring on white oh, icing oh right okay. yeah, yeah. there's a few drops not too many and then mm. it just yeah. goes like grey mm. and a lot of mixing <laughs> yes <laughs> that was that was fabulous mm. and it you know it, I think it's having something like that where it's a themed cake mm. for the after show I think yeah. you've started something there so we'll need to mm. Continue that with other productions. Oh, I wanted to, but a lot of the time you, you, I, I'm thinking about these ideas. <laughs> and if it's in the script like that, mm. no argument. You bring it, people know what it is. Mm. But anything else gets a bit more cerebral, and I'm like, I want a direct connection. I want everyone to look at it and go, I know what that is. Right, yeah. yeah. You know? Well, we'll have to think of one for our current production, won't we? I've been thinking, like 10 times table, what cake can you make? Like a yes. big 10? Like, it's, it's, not, it's not that impactful. You know? um, a horse. A stylized horse cake. Stylized horse cake. That could work. Yes. So you could use red velvet for the middle again. <laughs> It'd have to come up. It'd have to be high. You know, make it standing. Yes. Like an actual, like, with, comes its it, with its head with on its the wrong way round. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for those of you who haven't seen the show yet. Um, in joke. But yep. come and see the show and then you'll know what we're talking about. Great. I think after party at yours? It, yes. Yep. Yeah, turned up to the cake, or went home, mm. and um, as we mentioned earlier, went to see the show. Yes. Mm. The professional production of it. Mm. Yes. Mm. And there were some there were some really lovely bits in it, um, and the who is it? It's Lucy Speed from EastEnders. Don't know. Um, I think she played Natalie. I can't remember what her real name is, but she played um, Truvy, mm. and I thought actually she did a. A really good job obviously nowhere near as good as Zara uh, <laughs> but she she was I felt really strong in that cast yeah I think you're right and it was nice for a group of us <coughs> who knew it well enough still I usually I forget the scripts very quickly after I've done the show yeah I mean, but so. it's amazing when you go and see the show and you suddenly hear the lines coming back and you go well that's wrong and oh no mm. they've missed a bit there um. <laughs> yeah because fairly early on um it was only about 10 minutes in I turned to Zara and said they jumped mm. they'd missed out a bit of the script mm. yeah and could be a director's choice but often you hear and you're like wait a minute that's, <laughs> I was, no. yeah they missed out a lot of things some of them quite key <laughs> yes they had to do a rescue job in the juice scene because they completely missed a key plot point in that Shelby wasn't able to have children yeah. and they had to kind of crowbar it in <laughs> Um, so I can't remember which character did that but well mm. done to them yeah. would you like to talk about anything you're doing next anything else oh shall we wow. 10 times table isn't it 10 times yes. table which is 
Uh, what month are we in now? It's going to be at the end of April. <laughs> end of April, yes, we're in March. It's in Selston Halls, and I'm quite excited because I joined Coda after the last Coda show at Selston Halls, which I think was Sweeney? No, it was, no? Um, Michael put me right on this, it was Talking Heads. Ah. Um, so yes, I've never performed there, I've never been in space, so I'm, mm. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And we were down at the um, Miller Centre, sort of grabbing some costumes. Yes, yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> um, which is fabulous. So I was trying on fur coats and <laughs> looking for Thatcher-esque handbags. And you um, found one. I found one. a fabulous handbag, <laughs> yes, definitely. So, yes, um, I'm very much enjoying the character in Ten Times Table because she is a bit of a proto-Thatcher. Uh, very much so, <laughs> very much so. Um, yes, you were a husband and wife in this play, aren't you? Yes. We are, yes. again. I know, again. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we were husband and wife, we were fairies, weren't we? We were. <laughs> <laughs> Any last notes? Because I think we're, we're pretty wrapped up there. Um, don't think so, no. no it's, it, I have to say, though, Steel Magnolias was one of my favourite productions to be involved in because as a cast we just got on so well together mm. and also as a cast I think we we kind of David what I love about being directed by David is he gives you lots of freedom to try things out mm. and kind of work things through together and and because of our relationships that worked really well it did yeah um there were times where we tried things and obviously they didn't work and David's very diplomatic <laughs> in saying perhaps we could try that a different way <laughs> but most of the time I, I think it, as you say it was so well written mm, exactly yeah. and he wrote it um, as a tribute to his sister and she she died when her son was two mm. so he wrote the play so that his nephew could see who his mother was Aww. really nice story yeah yeah and if you haven't seen the film, then it's a good one. It's worth a watch. It is, yeah. Okay. We'll leave it on that half, don't we? Thank you Thank very you. much. <laughs>